0: It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. All right, it's that time again. Let's talk about stable. So the stable framework has something that has really won over my heart recently. And part of it was a conversation that I was having with a dear friend of mine, and it reminded me of a conversation I had all the way back in 2012. So let's rewind the clock a little bit. In that initial conversation back in 2012, as in over 10 years ago, I uh, I picked out and said that organizations would never wind up doing just a straight up extreme programming project or a straight up dynamic systems development method or straight up uh, Scrum. I said, instead, they're gonna be doing a hybridized model. And you know my focus was that Scrum would still be the hub of all the things that were happening. It would still be the centerpiece, but that people and organizations would build around Scrum and create a more hybridized approach. Because I felt like there were pieces that were not inclusive in Scrum, that were inclusive in others, and Scrum had most of what was needed. You know, It was just a good, solid explanation behind it. And I never really had a way to explain it. Now, my good friend Mike Berry had a real good way to explain it through Stable. And he talked about the hybrid project. And he said, you know, part of it has to include plan-based project management. You can't succeed without some planning. And I think that this is often overlooked by agilists. Now, I'm not saying I'm an advocate for heavyweight upfront planning, whether you're talking about the traditional project management PMP, or whether you're talking about the SAFE with the heavyweight upfront planning scaled Agile framework. What I'm referring to is that you have to have some portion of a plan in place In order for teams and for organizations to feel confident and comfortable that what they're doing is going to have some foundation that they can build upon. Then comes the Agile framework. And with the Agile framework, this helps us through the delivery cycle and it helps us make sure that we're going to get a solid delivery and that we are going to... uh, build in the things that are necessary in order for us to have the highest impact we're going to focus on outcome and not output and then of course you have the stable project management approach which helps us focus on not building in uh things to the hidden factory making sure that we are good about quality control and quality measurement and that we are properly identifying and managing scope of projects which i think is pretty incredible But the question came up in one of my recent classes where someone asked, is stable good for uh, operations, for example? And the answer is, of course, that there is a whole section inside of the book about using stable in an operation setting or a DevOps setting where it describes how you can implement stable in those settings and have success. Uh, Other places that may not seem as obvious Uh, How about using Stable in an implementation setting or release setting, where you're trying to implement a certain set of factors or implement a certain product or project or implement a certain uh, set of application features or whatever the case may be. Uh, It's definitely applicable in uh, implementation as well. Another example would be in product development. So not just in building the product, but in coming up with the ideas for the product through the whole ideation cycle and discovery cycle. You can certainly institute some of the stable framework there to help you document the course of direction and to help you stay focused Uh, obviously you can use stable with agile development and that's when you're actually doing the delivery piece and build out of the product's quality features and uh, functions that you're trying to make sure that you can have operational excellence and of course the overarching stable portfolio management helps you really pull it all together in such a way that um, it it ties the loose ends together. And when someone asks me why stable or why am I so high on this right now, my easiest explanation is from an agile perspective, it allows you to better understand customer value, still focus on sprints or iterations. Even if you're doing Kanban boards, it's all good. And it helps you focus on how to have a really solid demo review. It focuses on empirical learning, empirical process control, it helps you better understand retrospectives and focus on team empowerment. It also helps you organize cross-functional T-shaped teams and establishes respect for people and promotes uh, tools like uh, continuous integration and continuous deployment to help you be successful in your agile implementation. From a lean perspective, it helps you focus on value streams and a Kaizen continuous improvement methodology or, or, or a continuous continual improvement uh, or framework. right? It allows you to focus on uh, constraints and service level agreements and flow and polka yoke and quality circles and a plan, do check, check, act list, the five S's, continuous improvement, Uh, all the things that you would expect to see, even, even Tim Woods, which I didn't know what that was until I read this Um, (laughs) from the third perspective is operational excellence. And this is where it helps you start really thinking about quality assurance and quality control, systems thinking, visual management. Uh, simple checklist of checkpoints, performance metrics, um, slam diagrams, uh, customer-supplier relationships. I guess what I'm trying to say is where in the past, I've never felt like any of the current frameworks pulled all of this together in an easy-to-manage and easy-to-understand flow. One of the things that Mike Berry did a fantastic job with with regard to the stable framework was pulling it all together and saying, hey, look, Like Disciplined Agile, we have a choose-your-way-of-working premise, right? But unlike Disciplined Agile, we kept it very simple and lean. And I really do think that this is the answer to a lot of organizations' issues. Uh, And the fact that it works in so many different types of environments and that it's documented how it works and that still keeps a really simple flow, those are the tricks and tips that are going to help Stable really stay around for the long haul. And uh, they're really going to help pull things together. Now, coming up in 2023, I can tell you we're going to have a lot more interest in listings and of stable courses that you can attend, both online and in person. There's going to be some exciting things changing, but we want to make sure that we at least introduce you to this, because what I can tell you is if you haven't picked up a copy of the stable framework book on Amazon, you need to do so. If you have picked it up, go ahead and read a few chapters. Uh, My favorites are from 16 to the back of the book, because that's where it talks about how the hybridized implementation approach works. Now, if you're not familiar with Stable at all, obviously, you're going to have to read some of the initial part. But overarching, what I can tell you is that I finally think I found something that pulls it all together. That's going to do it for this episode. If you have something you want to talk to us about, make sure you reach out to us at learnmoreatagiledad.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.